I'm Shivam Putt. I'm Olivia Guest Host. And this is Commanderin. Normally, this is where the theme song would go, but <laughs> because we're live streaming, you're just going to have to pretend and work with me. Um, so, thanks for listening, everybody. We put a spotlight on community issues, but never, ever talk about three banned topics. Politics, religion, and Hearthstone. Now... <laughs> You know, it's 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 old, but it still works. We try not to talk about Hearthstone. We have yet to do so, but now that Phil's not here, maybe I can finally talk about that <gasps> priest deck that I've been working on. Talk about religion. <laughs> but as our astute listeners might notice, uh, I am here flying the ship solo today. So uh, Phil couldn't make it because his uh, laptop decided to communicate with the great vacuum tube in the sky find its way back home, phone E.T., and just turn into the biggest simulation of a paperweight as you've ever seen. <laughs> and so, in lieu of that, I figured I should grab an all-star uh, panel of guests to come and, uh, you know, just shoot the breeze with me and talk about some piles of cards. <laughs> Obviously, I've got my dear friend and perennial guest host, Olivia Gober-Hicks, but... We have a super special, I'm really excited about guest today that I'm super stoked about. Uh, Loading Ready Run's own Ben Ulmer, a.k.a. Hello. Engineering TV on the Twitches and the Twitters. He's a streamer that I love to watch basically every day. And uh, he also makes a lot of the decks that they play on like Friday nights, right? Yeah, yeah. Hi. Uh, I'm, I'm really excited to be here. This is, this is really cool. I... Uh, I, um, I, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of all the work and whatnot that happens here. So, but, uh, yeah, I do, I do a lot of the, uh, the, the deck building and whatnot, specifically for like Commander, um, for Friday Night Paper Fight, which is our, uh, Commander show we do, uh, usually once a month on the, on the Loading Ready Run channel. Yeah. I can't imagine why I would want to talk to anybody known for making Commander decks. Yeah. Yeah. Who would have thought, right? No sense. We're, no. we're just, uh, 40 card scrubs here. We don't, we don't, we don't deal with them hundreds. Ah, that but, limited magic. Yeah. <laughs> limited? No, I'm talking about Gross. the starter freebie decks that they give out. Oh, oh yeah, the, the, the Jace deck that's solely like illusions and whatnot right, and, like, and divinations. And like Phantom Monster. Yeah. <laughs> I'm paying attention, I'm just tweeting. If you get cause... your one rare, though, it's super awesome. Yeah, um, yeah. So today, though, I wanted to bring up a topic that Ben brought up that I have also been meaning to talk about for a long time. The idea of form versus function when you're building your deck. Specifically, when do you go for things like the flavor card versus things like the, you know, the actual card that's going to win you the game? Because a lot of us who are commander deck builders will do things like, you know, pick your pet card or your favorite card from history that you want to build with. But we'll also do things like, okay, well, yeah, I know that I love Serendipifreet, but there's so many better three drop flyers that I could be playing than the one that does one damage to me every turn. But we're also a bunch of nostalgic fools in Commander, so mm -hmm. we're going to play that janky vanilla 5-6 because it's my janky vanilla 5-6. Exactly. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, I figured we could kind of bounce around and talk about Core 20 and maybe some of the other things just going on. But before we do, we've got a couple of uh, show notes to take care of. First off, I know a lot of you have been asking desperately, self how can I support Shivam in all of his endeavors? I know well, I do. <laughs> I certainly don't. Well, friend, we do have a couple of ways to do that, and they're all collected at commanderinmtg.com forward slash donate. There you can go to our Patreon page. You can go to our GoFundMe. You can even donate directly to us if you don't support and if you're not a big fan of Patreon or the other big sites. And every dollar you guys help and uh, give us helps us stay on the air and helps us bring new commander content to you every single month, every single week, really, even. And we are super grateful to each and every one of you who does so. And we have a big thriving Discord community that you can join in, too. Uh, and it's great. We love it. We love being on Discord now that everybody's kind of moved off of Facebook chat. And it's a great place to just sit and talk with casual commander players and have yourself a grand old time. And... While you're there, you can also start picking up our t-shirts and playmats that we've now finally started selling. It's really cool, and please help dig Phil out of his house, because we're going to be buried in these beautiful t-shirts. But they're really <laughs> cool, and I think you guys will like them. However, you are not the only sponsor we have. 
We're also very, very lucky to be sponsored by Quiver Time, the makers of the great deck box quivers, the long, like, you know, foot long kind of giant cases that you can put five or six EDH decks in. But they've also been making their own sleeves. And actually, this week, they sent me these brand new deck boxes that you can Ooh. fit six of them into your quivers and that are made by quivers specifically to fit in quivers. I think it's kind of like a uh, well thought out plan on their part. These things are really, and I was impressed because like they look like the ultra pro ones that you would see, but these are actually thicker and sturdier than the standard ultra pros. And they come in the five colors of Wooberg because of course every magic thing has to come in Wooberg. And I believe you'll be able to start picking these up soon in your stores for like 20 bucks for a set of five or like four or five bucks each. Totally worth it if you just want to find something to keep all your decks together within your quivers or your backpacks. If you're not lucky enough to have those gigantic wooden deck boxes that I've started carrying around from <laughs> our dear friend at Crossbow Games, who has been making me all these huge, huge, hefty wooden boxes. <laughs> Let's just say that quivers come with a shoulder strap, and I'm really, really grateful for that. Really? That's amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, like. My quiver thing, I can take it on an airplane, swing it over the shoulder, pop it open to just show all my decks to TSA so they leave me alone. It's mm -hmm. the best thing ever. Like, That's great. If you're a magic player that travels, you need one. Just I, flat out. I've been using They're the same amazing. backpack since high school, so that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would grab mine, but it's a little too far outside of my <laughs> headphone range. I would have thought I about that in it, advance. I would grab it, but it's probably yeah. on my camera, so. Yeah. <laughs> However, it's, a multi -purp it's a multi-purpose thing. It is. <laughs> I love it, dude. Like You can put board game stuff in there, roll up your playmats for D&D. It's great. One other thing, though, is Quiver also lets us run a contest once a month to give things away to people. And I have our June contest winners. Ooh. So we had a, a token of Quiver uh, hashtag contest on Twitter for people to tell us what their favorite token types were. And then we picked randomly to decide who was going to get a set of their fine artemis sleeves and a person who would get a free quiver case of their own i'm personally stoked about that i would totally want a quiver case if yeah. i didn't already have one um, <laughs> <laughs> i actually kind of want another one because this thing i've got more decks than this thing can carry um so the winner of our artemis sleeves is elspeth lives our dear friend adam Oh, thank... Oh, I'm so glad she's okay. I was worried about her. <laughs> yeah. Thank the gods, except for the ones that sent her down to Nixon. Yeah, specifically place. that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Adam, feel free to send us a PM or a DM at Commander and MTG, and we will get out your Artemis sleeves to you. And uh, thank you for participating. However, the winner of our quiver, the free quiver that you can get this week, is Paul Kinter. At Pkinter13, thank you so much for joining our contest. Congratulations, send us a DM at Commander at MTG, and we will happily get you the quiver of your choice sent to Yay. you. And if you already own one, we'll refund it. So it'll basically be free anyways. But it's awesome. It's super cool. I'm super <laughs> excited. You know, one thing I've learned about being a content creator is that it turns out giving things away is really, really fun. It's so fun. It's the like, it's such a good feeling. Yeah, it feels good because then people are like, "Wow, I got a thing!" And yeah, it makes you feel good because you're like, "Look, I gave a thing! Yay!" I don't know. I, yeah, I like no, it's great. Happy. Making people happy makes me happy, which is half of why I do this. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. I mean, that's sort of, yeah. I mean, if you, if, I don't know if any of us got in this, uh, in, in, in this gig to be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to wake up and hmm, whose day is go am I going to ruin? Uh, <laughs> someone's going to go home not feeling good today after listening to my podcast. Yeah, you know, I, <laughs> I want people to feel worse when they're done with me. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, if only that wasn't <laughs> true for some people that we know. Well, yeah. um, Twitter, it's a rough life. That's all I got to say. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so, uh, moving on. So, we have a little bit of news before we get into it. Now, I don't know if you all saw this, but uh, Gavin Verhe revealed on Twitter that at GP Vegas, they're going to have a special commander-only promo marked head in brand new soul ring and i just about lost my mind it like, looks it, it looks very good i imagine i imagine olivia's got a few opinions oh my it. gracious 
I just like, one or two. I'm. I will say, I actually can be that person and have a complaint about it. Why is it not full art? Because oh. it's got to be half art. It's got to show you the thing. No, it doesn't. Because no, it doesn't. Because they did the lightning bolt promos that are full art with no text. Everyone knows what Soul Ring does. It makes you the enemy. <laughs> I, I I can't disagree with that. I'll be honest. I mean, who needs to know what Soul Ring does? Everybody knows. If it's turn one, it puts a target on your back. You know, it's well, not the quick command, that's for sure. But exactly. but how will I know if it generates two generic mana or if it generates two diamond diamond <laughs> generic she mana? Kick him off this right now. <laughs> Please, we, we, we call those uh, wingdings. Ah, it's one right. of each. It's one generic mana and one wingding mana. Ah, okay, cool. I mean, I can, I can, I can go the halfway point there. <laughs> this yeah, we all know what Soul Ring what does. Soul That's Ring my soul complaint. Like for all y'all at home, I want full art. It's a brand new, awesome looking, just marked head in Soul Ring inside of a bunch of rings inside of a bunch of rings. Look, all I know is I need thirty of them. Okay, That's all I got. <laughs> it's showing your entire browser window. I love you so much. Well, it's just you know like. What? The, I, I appreciate that the soul ring has gotten like bigger and bigger and bigger. Like it used to just be like a tiny, like well, I guess the like first one. A ring. Well, I guess the first one was it was just like fire that you, like, yeah. you wrapped around, like you know, and then it, like it was a ring of literal soul, right? Yeah, yeah, and and then it became the little slivery kind of thing, you know, the thing uh-huh. that you you get out of uh, a gachapon, uh, <laughs> and and and, you know, and now and now it's this this whole you know, you know orrery. I'm not here for the Sonic the Hedgehog soul ring. Sorry, yeah. we don't play that. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, the Sonic the Hedgehog one was fine because that is an actual gold ring, and the flavor text was that it was a ring spun of purest gold. So, Metal Smith here is telling you both to stop. <laughs> all right, all right. Great. Here's the thing: Soul Ring is literally my favorite card in Magic. I know that people like to say that I say that all about literally every card. It's true. I do say it about literally every card. However, Soul Ring is the number one. Every deck I have has either a beta or an unlimited soul ring in it because it's got to say tap on it. I'm that guy. Sure, or, yeah. Is this better? Um, little louder. Hmm. Better. Hey, hi. I wonder if you can, like, do you have her maxed out on Discord? That could help, too. I thought I did. So mm-hmm. uh, we're going to switch to looking at the logo for just a second, folks. There Sorry, we go. Sorry, friends. It's all my fault. But while we do that, we're going to talk about soul rings. Yes, yeah, so great feel free to talk about that soul ring. <laughs> I so, do, yeah, I'm I'm greedy because Mark Tedden did a great job as per usual, and I want full art. Because you want more. Nobody, you want more. I want more. Yeah. yeah. Nobody needs to know what soul ring does. Everybody knows what soul ring does. Yeah, I more mean, art. so I was not playing magic when you used to be able, you know, via like planeswalker points and stuff to get these cool full art um, like cards. Um, and you know, anytime I see somebody drop like a harmonize or anything like that, you know, with like the full art and or the the mana leak especially, I love the mana leak. Um, I'm like, ah, oh, man, I'm so jealous. You know, like I wish I was around for those. And then when they brought back this bolt, like I got my first one at uh, Seattle uh, last weekend um, or two weekends ago. No, it was last yeah. weekend. Man, time it was, flies. I, it feels yeah, like <laughs> but it's really exciting. And so I feel you. I definitely feel you on that. Um, but you know, I, I. Promos just get me excited, you know? Yeah. Hard and it says Commander on the bottom, which really just makes me super happy. But I will say that the textless cards went too far when they did a textless cryptic command. Because there were literally times you could just play it and say any four abilities you want. And people yeah. would be like, of course this makes me discard my card. Why wouldn't it make me? It's cryptic command. It's the cryptic right. part. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely definitely needed to be simplified. I've I've watched a couple of videos on on that, and it's just <laughs> yeah, it's it yeah. You, you gotta do you gotta go for simplicity, right? Even um, oh, I'm trying to think of all of them. There was like there's Wrath of God, which is also you know yeah, but Wrath quite of God simple. Damnation, okay, you know what that does? Destroy all creatures. That's kind of simple. Again, uh, and that's my argument with Soul Ring. You're right. Mm-hmm. I think Tapping a full art Soul Ring might have been sick. That could okay, fine. It would have been completely sick. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. I'm I just super excited. I love Soul Ring. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, he's yeah. finally on board with uh, Cyclonic Rift, so. <sighs> and that's G-G actually, me. Soul Ring and Cyclonic Rift are both actually good lead-in to the second bit of news, is that uh, as of this recording, the CAG and Rules Committee just had our official Core 20 meeting to talk about banned and restricted cards, 
And since we have not yet announced it as of this recording, I am not going to tell you what we came up with. But Cyclonic Rift was definitely one of the cards we talked about. And actually, to be fair, the CAG made the rules committee go through every single card on the bans list. Like, we've wow. decided, like, when they when the rules committee, which is like, you know, four guys who created Commander, they were like, okay, we brought you on because we want to bring new voices on. We want to talk about what Commander is like from the floor. We want to see what it's actually like when you play it. Right. Talk to us what you think. And we're like, okay, look, here's the deal. You guys ossified the band list like 20 years ago. There are cards on there that nobody's ever even seen in person, let alone played with. There are cards that have just been outmoded by cards that exist now. Yeah. So let's talk about this. And why don't you guys justify to us why these cards are banned? And it was a fascinating card because I know that that's one of the things the community has really wanted has been like, please find out why these cards are banned and not those cards. What are we trying to do? And what we ended up doing is actually rewriting the entire philosophy of Commander. Try to explain what it's a ban list for. And we're going to reveal all that stuff. Sheldon's going to write an article when we reveal the new banned cards, if there are any, if there are new unbanned cards. Uh, but we had a long conversation talking about every card and new cards. We talked about, you know, Urza. We talked about obviously Rift and Deadeye Navigator and all these cards that have just been bugaboos in the format forever. And one of the things is that I want people to understand that we're not just making like whimsical, like I'm banning this card because it wrecked me yesterday. No, these are all things right. that we're actually spending a lot of time because <laughs> ultimately we want Commander to be the best it can possibly be for everybody. We want people to sit there and have a good time, whether you're there to slam your most highly tuned vintage playable Commander decks or just be like, yo, I got these hundred cards that were on us baggy in the sidewalk and now I'm playing them, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, I think that's really exciting because um, I think one of the biggest things, even if, even if nothing were to change regarding bands or anything like that, I think uh, a, a, a revised clarity on it is, is certainly what a lot of people would really, really um, uh, appreciate, you know, knowing why X card is on the ban list versus X or, or, or whatever, and knowing a, a bit better tune philosophy for, you know, magic in 2019, because things have changed a lot, you know, yeah. power levels are coming back around and it's, so uh, it's, it's exciting, you know? I yeah. Think, look, man, we've, we've come a long way since the commanders you used were literally like Brian Stoutarm and, you know, Ang like uh, Arcade of Sabbath one. <laughs> yeah yeah like, uh but yeah. basically what it was is we were like look there are 35 different ways to play commander right now there's people who want to play hyper competitive there are people who want to just play casual scrub commander Oathbreaker, all these things what is commander what do you think commander is and by forcing them to actually write it down then we could say okay now that we've got this framework for what commander is how do these cards on the band list how do these other cards that are problem cards fit into what you want commander to be now, this might make some people unhappy because it's going to be like, yo, the commander that you're making is not the commander that I'm playing. Commander's still a casual format. Do what you want at home. Do what you want with your friends. Nobody's going to come to your house and say you can't play with uh, Jace as your commander. That's just do, do what you got to do. But why? But our goal is to make it so that when you go to a con or go to a GP or go to a store and you bring your 100 cards and you sit down with somebody else, that you guys are on the same, speaking the same language. Or at least in the same vernacular, right? Like, we want to be able to sit there and say, like, you're not going to get leveled by somebody playing Library of Alexandria or mm -hmm. playing, like, you know, Time Vault or something, whatever. Like, we want, but, but the Rules Committee had so many things that were just unspoken kind of societal ideas. And I'm like, literal generations of humans have been born since you wrote this. <laughs> we don't know what those ideas are. You need yeah. to spell it out so that we can, so that I can communicate to my friends what Commander is. I feel so. the spirit of Josh Lee Kwai and reviewing every card on the ban list. Okay, like, here's what yeah. Josh Lee Kwai's entire modus operandi is. Oh, okay, I'm yeah, excited yeah. for this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is it banned? Yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that sounds about right. Just, just, it's, like, it's a battle royale of, of, of cards. Josh has two, two main functions, and I say this because with the utmost respect for Josh because I love him. He's the reason I'm doing this. He gave me all this advice and he's one of the greatest guys I know. Josh has literally the most conservative view of Commander as I've ever seen, which is A, don't change anything. B, if you're going to change anything, it's to take things off the list. That's mm -hmm. it. 
if mm-hmm. you add anything, See, I, you're going to be like. I sign up with that. That's how I am too. I'm I'm a purist from what I knew in 2014, so I'm not actually a purist, but. I'm like, yeah, well, I, this is how I learned. This is how it has to be forever. So yeah, I mean, I've I've never. There's maybe been once or twice, you know, where I've hit I've hit a point where I'm like, oh, well, do can I play this card and like have to bring up the ban list and I go, ah, oh, dang. But it's like there haven't been too many times. I mean, for me personally, that uh, I haven't been able to play a card and and like found that it's on the ban list and whatnot. Like every once in a while, I'll be like, all right, I'm I'm building Felden and and I go, all right, and I'll put in this Sundering Titan and uh, <laughs> nope, that doesn't go <laughs> in there. And, and, and you, have, you but it's like it's 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 awesome. I'm really I'm really stoked to hear that like clarity is coming down the line. Well, yeah, I like I mean... that too. I I think also I think the one thing that if I could change anything now that I've thought about it more would be hybrid mana. I'm sorry. Y- yeah. Yeah. Drives me nuts. This is the one thing in all of Magic that's like completely not. I can insane. I can tell you you'd be saving uh, Serge Yeager's uh, life. Sure. That man lo- that man I'm loves to put kitchen finks in a <laughs> mono green or mono green white <laughs> or a green white deck. Uh, I mean, like it, there were things I wanted to play. Oh, I wanted to put um, I can't remember what it was. Something into Saskia, and I was sitting there and I was like, oh, but it's red blue. Even though I never have to have blue or cast mm-hmm. the blue or anything mm-hmm. i for some reason cannot use this card even though it's red yeah, yeah. i tried to uh, look look i brought it up okay <laughs> i brought it up my lips are sealed there's some look there's some discussions that were literally just not starters right like i was like hey guys I'm how sure about, that was one of them. prime time and they're like yeah how about you're not in the cag anymore and i'm like <laughs> Well, all right. <laughs> I, appre- I appreciate that specific try. That's a good one. I, I'll get behind that as a green player. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, but and the, then, ultimate uh, goal, and then... Though, the ultimate goal is commanders should be about friends hanging out and having a good time. And the cards that are on the ban list are cards that specifically prevent you from having a good time. Right? Like, yeah. if you can't play commander, then we're not going to be able to play commander and you're not going to... I don't want you to leave the tail. I want, if you're sad because you lost, it should be because we played a game and you lost, not because I prevented you from drawing cards and blew up all your lands, and then you mm-hmm. were just sitting there for two and a half hours just crying. You know that's yeah, that's not what the game should be about, and that's kind yeah. of what the philosophy overall is. Yeah, I mean it's a philosophy that like extends to to, to most like board games and and games in general, right? Like, it's people want to play. People people want to be able to play the game, and and if there are things that restrict that, then it, it then the game isn't fulfilling its duty. I think. Like one of the things that people always bring up stuff like, "Oh man, Leovold is great for CDH." And I'm like, okay, look, if you're playing a competitive <laughs> game, if you're playing Vintage or Legacy or something, and you sit down with your friends, you know. That the goal here is I want to beat you. Like, that's why we mm-hmm. sat down. I sat down so I can beat you at any means necessary. We understand that that's the social contract of playing vintage. When we're playing Commander, the social contract is, hey, for the next two and a half, three hours, me and these four people are going to hang out and we're going to chill and be friends. If I slam down Leovold and you're not able to play anymore, then... Am I being a good host or a good friend? Not yeah. really. I mean, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kick you out and I'm not giving you pot roast. I'm, <laughs> all about serve, I'm all about dinner games. I want a game to last four hours where it's like two hours and it's like, okay, guys, food's ready. Yeah. Pause, pause the turn. Let's like, do this and then we'll get back I mean, to it. Ultimately, you got to realize, I think people don't understand that Commander was intended to be magic the way we played it on the sidewalk in middle school. Very That's much what Commander so. is. That is the ethos of Commander. Like yeah. uh, Gavin, uh, who is the on the rules committee, said this sentence to me yesterday, which is, I realized that we should just brand that as a Commander logo, which is, we know Commander is broken. We hope that you don't break it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like that is the entire tagline of Commander. It's broken. You can do infinite broken things. We're just hoping that you understand that we're playing this not to break it. Yeah, well, I mean, and people will find the different things that make them happy, right? You know, watching somebody pop off and stuff like that could also bring uh, people enjoyment. You know, oh, I think and, it's and, great. And I love it. Yeah, yeah, right. So it's like I think that's I think that's sort of the the beauty of it. it it's it's a make your own sort of thing, and yeah. and uh, which this this has been great because I feel like that that super seg- like talks yeah. about our our, exactly. our, our, our topic today. Yeah, into the exactly. topic that we were hoping to bring up, which Ben had suggested, which is form versus function. So, Ben, can you talk to us a little bit about what you were thinking here with this kind of idea? 
Yeah, so this is, I mean, we, we sort of kind of covered it a little bit just in that talk right there, but the idea of what are wh- why are you building this commander deck? What is its purpose? Is it to uh, pop off and and win every game and and be super super powerful? Is it to fulfill some sort of uh, you know fantasy uh, lore wise that you've sort of crafted in your head? Is it to um, or is it maybe a little bit of both kind of a thing? And and so you you look at each card that you're putting in it and go, am I putting this card in because it's very powerful? And it, it, it'll do what this deck wants to do. Am I putting this card in because it's super flavorful and it just kind of gets along really well with the themes that I'm doing here? Or maybe a bit of both. And I think those are kind of the three categories that I typically place cards in when I'm putting them into a commander deck. Hmm. Um, like It's amazing how much thought you put into it because mine's like, ooh, colors. Okay. That, well, that's kind of it, right? There's two of the same words in the rules text that aren't the. Okay. Yeah, that one yeah, is. yeah. You're like, oh, great, right? So it's like... Um, I, I for for I guess example kind of a thing right um uh, I uh I've been tooling with the idea of uh, a deck around Zahid which is a uh nice. it's a, it's that Jin card from Dominaria um it's and you know it's four blue blue for a five six with flying uh but if you don't want to pay that retail you can tap a artifact and for three and a blue cast rub it the lamp. yeah rub the lamp and so this is an example of. Um, a card that you could take in any way because right off the bat there's a keyword in in this card that has the potential to to make it blow up which is artifact artifact cards are in my opinion ridiculously strong (laughs) in commander of course right but like um what what do you want to do with it do you want to jam it full of the most busted artifacts or would you want to jam it with a card like for example aladdin's lamp which yes. is right, and it, <laughs> I know, I know, Shiva knows exactly what I'm talking about, right? Where it's like a lens lamp. For those who don't know, it's an it's an artifact that costs ten mana <laughs> to to cast. It's ten colorless mana, and all it does is when you're gonna draw a card for X, you can you can put X mana into it and tap it, and then look at the X cards and choose the card that you want to draw. Which is I like love that card. It's not it's not a it's not a good effect, right? But you. You have to put it in this deck, right? Like you have to, but that, but that's sort, right? You yeah, but lamp, and you have like the ring and Jander saddlebags. You need to have like the whole Arabian Nights kind of expansion in your deck. Yeah, exactly. So, so that that's sort of what I'm what I'm getting at is where do you make that decision, um, and and how how does what is your deck building process? And I think it's different for everybody. That is such an like, okay, that is literally exactly how I play Commander. So mm-hmm. when I'm building my decks, for instance, my the deck that I'm most associated with is my beloved Tajik Soldiers deck, because the commander of that deck is Keldoran Outpost or Keldoran Outpost. If you're snobby, um, <laughs> Keldoran Outpost, of course, is a light like a you know the land from alliances that you sack a plane to play and you pay one and a white to make a soldier token. Because it makes soldier tokens. When I was a kid, I loved that card. It went in my blue white flyers control deck. It made soldiers. It was great. And I was like, you know. Commander lets me play any jank card I want, so I can play, you know, uh, one of the great cards from my childhood, one of my favorite cards. And right then was when Return Ravnica had come out, so like all those soldiers, and I was like, Assemble the Legion makes soldiers, I should put that in my deck. So I made this whole red-white soldiers deck. Now, if I was smart and wanted to win, I would make like a green-white tokens deck, but no, I'm making a soldiers deck. All the cards in there are soldiers, or generals of soldiers, or like the one medic. Because every army needs a medic. Needs a medic, yeah, right? absolutely, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like, there are a million better cards than the cards I have in there, because this deck will die to a stiff breeze. But <laughs> every card in there, the every plane is the Ravnica foil plane from the Dragon's Maze pre-release. Nice. The commander is Tajik, because he's the general who is also a soldier. And it's because of the fact that, like, I'm so focused on, this is the theme I'm playing, this is the deck I'm playing, that even though they're, like... Every time Gavin Verhey puts out a card that is like, yo, this is a great new token-making white warrior. I'm like, I can't work with that. Yeah, well, that was, yeah, I guess there's that new M20 card that's like. Or like a knight. Like, come on, it could have been a a soldier. Could have been a soldier. Yeah. But that's kind of, but that that's that's such that that's sort of the beauty, I guess, of Commander, right? And that's that's why it, it, it's it's super is my favorite format because you can take it in the direction of being mega powerful and doing mega powerful things, 
um, or being super flavorful and doing super flavorful things. And there's obviously a, a great place for them to to intersect, uh, right? Because fortunately, I mean, Wizards is good at what they do. I mean, they're good at what they do. They're they're good. The Wizards is good at what they do. And I think they uh, they recognize uh, that when you're making these flavorful things, also making them synergistic with one another is important. And so you can find that 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 happy medium with them. So it's it's exciting, I think. And to that point, like I have uh, my Liliana Vorthos deck that doesn't like run all of her demons and it doesn't, you know, have every single card that would make sense in the story because I do still want some synergy. <laughs> I do want the deck to actually be capable of doing something at some point. Otherwise, you know, it's all freaking eight drops and <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's yeah. really cool that I just exiled everything except I have no board. So good. <laughs> good job me. I'm just going to sit here and look pretty and not actually win. Yeah. So there, there is a balance that can easily be struck, obviously, between the the Vorthos of telling a story or having, you know, uh, synergistic cards. They don't have to be mutually exclusive. Yeah. Well, that's my that's my my baby deck is uh, Atraxa. It's the the deck that I poured the most time and and dollary dues into a little bit. Um, that makes uh, sense. Because yeah, it it it's uh it it, it tries to fulfill my. Uh, my my love, I guess, of Phyrexia. Phyrexia is my my favorite uh, oh, plane. Uh, you I am, are I'm lucky a, that I'm... Phil is not here because <laughs> Phil hates Phyrexia with yeah. every fiber in his body. Yeah, and every uh, oil covered fiber in his body. I did, just get my, I did just get my shiny oil nails done again. Ooh, oh, there god, we go, I'm looking with, good with tainted corruptors. Oh god. <laughs> well, and that's the thing is so the the concept of this deck is it is purely cards that are Phyrexian or uh, take place on the plane and, and and that kind of a thing. So, uh, you know, it, it, it runs all of the, at least all the Praetors that contributed to... Well, of course. Uh, <laughs> yeah, to uh, to Atraxa. didn't want anything to do with it, so... Yeah, Urbrask is off hanging out with the Mirans and, you know, being a being a general goody two-shoe, I suppose. Yeah, but exactly. So, yeah, so it, it runs Taxis like... Jinn and Vornklex are literally the worst cards... No, like, and they're perfect in a trap. They're such they're hateful, hateful cards. Oh yeah, oh yeah, and that's and that's the thing, right? Is that's that's where you find the line because it's like, I I think I've resolved Jin once. <laughs> like it's it is a demanding, yeah, it's a ten drop, right? Like mm -hmm. it, it's no joke. But so, it ruins but, lives. <laughs> Yeah, and if you're playing Atraxa, someone's hanging on to something to make sure you can't do something. Like, <laughs> yeah, stuff exactly. Like that. Right. So yeah. you're running. I'm running all these cards that are maybe impossible. Like uh, I, I will admit that it does certainly feel uh, greedy to run like Phyrexian Obliterator in 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 Atraxa quad do black, it. but it's like, but it's strong and it's fun and it's flavorful, and that's why I do it. So, um, yeah, so that's a good question, actually. Maybe we could talk a little bit more about your Atraxa build here. Because the thing is, like, when you see Atraxa in the wild, 80% of the time it's going to be some super friends disgusting nonsense. Yeah. And then, like, 5% of the time it's going to be mono fair. Like, my Gave deck just got better, so I can play more Sapperlings. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so so what does your Atraxa deck do? Like, so, what kind of, like, hit me with some of the highlights. What you got? So besides just generally playing, you know, like dope Phyrexian cards, you know, like Massacre Worm and and uh, Worm Coil Engine and stuff like that. It does have, and I, I can hear the groans from uh, from my my room in Victoria. It does have an infect uh, sub theme with it. You because just said it was a Phyrexian deck. Why wouldn't it? Yeah, I know. Well, but that's the thing, right? People have opinions, TM, on <laughs> on infect. Opinions, TM. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing is also what kind of makes it beautiful and commander again beautiful is the fact that uh, i've played games where people have been like you know what um because we know what you're bringing maybe um you know infect uh kill is like 15 poison counters as opposed to 10 and stuff like that i'm like and despite the fact that it, it, it does certainly hamstring the deck i don't i've i've maybe won like once or twice with infect on it can i interject for just a second yeah. So here's the thing about Infect, because I know a lot of people have asked me about this as well, and we've discussed it in CAG and RC and stuff. So everybody's like, shouldn't it be more than just 10? Because, you know, your life is 40. Why is it Infect 10? Because realistically speaking, if you look at a real Infect deck in Commander, you're going to kill maybe one player, and then the other three are going to wreck you. Like, yes, let's the be real. You I, need I, every I, advantage I, you can get. 
getting to 10 times four is not easy with infection. No, no. And people, people hate it. You know, I, 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 uh, I resolve like Skitherix or something like that. And it's Get like, people, people look like, look at you. Like you turn one, like a sliver, you know, they're like, like that guy, it's over. Like you're going yes, down. Skittles. Get him. <laughs> like, so, yeah, Triumph it, of the it, Horde will ruin people's lives. Okay. Fair. I give you that. But like, mm-hmm. Look, man, if you put out a blight steel and I don't know, fling it at my face or something, fine, you got me. But the other three people are going to just ruin your life. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, and and that's sort of it, right? So it's like, <laughs> certainly, certainly, uh, it, it's in there. Uh, I've won a couple, like I said, maybe one or two games with infect, but a lot of the time it's just big, strong creatures because like Frexian creatures are actually quite strong. You know, like I said, like Worm Coil, um, you know, Vorinclex and and whatnot. So. Yeah, the the beauty of this deck too, and uh, she, uh, sweet sweet modern, um, uh, it runs birthing pod because pod is a Phyrexian card, and I, if I'm going to make this absurd mana di- like <laughs> distribution work, I need to be yeah. able to pod. Um, birthing so pod there- is a perfectly fair card in that deck. Especially I'm Phyrexian one. It should 100 be in right now, and I tell mm-hmm. you, it is not nearly as busted as it was in uh, modern. Because turns out, when you've got a hundred cards, it's a lot harder to get that pod right away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, yeah. So I'm slowly actually upgrading this with a couple um, of like tutors and, and whatnot. So I think like I need to throw like a DT or something in there. But that, but that, that's sort of an example of I have a demonic tutor that is not a Phyrexian card. Can it go in here? No. And I probably won't do it because yeah. it's like. As much as I love tutors and being able to find engines and stuff, um, it just it doesn't fit that sort of vibe. Look, man. I have to say, my fun story about Birthing Pod was I actually put that in my Prosh deck like way back when. Oh no! And, no, it was it was great. I sacrificed uh, one uh, CMC card. I didn't have a single two CMC creature. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's a like, bad feel. Oh, plus one. I was like. Hmm. Either that or like it was already in the Ugh. graveyard or something. I was like, okay, well that was pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's when you're just like, and the train just fell off the tracks. I mean, it was basically like you know maybe I should just scoop because I'm an absolute tool right now and nobody's gonna take <laughs> that, me seriously. Scoop right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, I fully yeah. understand that idea of like, look, if you've got a theme, I mean, you don't always want. The thing is, though, I don't know how to make an unthemed deck. I've tried, but they always end up falling into some kind of, like... Like, I don't know how to build a good stuff deck. Even my, like... I'm trying to build, like, a Simic deck right now. Just, like, put a ton of tokens on things. Like, plus one, plus one counters. Draw a billion cards. But even then, it's ending up being, like, this very specific, like, ramp into Ulamog type of Kiora deck. Because I don't know how to build a deck that's not something... So do you find that you fall into the same ruts a lot of times with deck building? Like there's a a play style you're really comfortable with and no matter what you do with that commander, you end up like looking for the things that you're really comfortable with and somehow managing to try to integrate them. I tried to build a red blue spells deck once. It ended up being (laughs) tokens with I was going to be, I was going to say it turned into the locust God. Oh yeah. It was like (laughs) locust God and young pyromancer and like, (laughs) Uh, Talrand, and it was literally just my standard green deck, but in blue red. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm I'm kind of the same way, right? Like, yeah. I but my 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 thing is uh, typically I'll get an idea and I'll start working on it, and then as I go through my my binder or my my box and whatnot to start putting together the deck, I'll pass by a card that ha- has nothing to do with the deck, not even a commander like. Uh, like a like a legendary creature. I'll pass by like something that's like you know mill two and make a and make a zombie, and I'll go, oh, oh but a mill deck would be pretty cool. <laughs> and then I put all the cards that I just I am, put together down, I call and then deck start building. building. Yeah, I am <laughs> so called out right now. I can't. Oh, it's <laughs> the worst feeling, and yeah, and I, I never finish things. Like I have so many decks that are in pieces because I'm just yeah. like, oh, this seems cool, and then I do something. Yeah, so I have, that, I have that's at least my seven problem. that are just sitting in piles, like ready for me to pick them up. But every time I'm going through them, and it's like, oh, but wait, this would go in that other deck, and 
Yeah. Train has left the station. It's been fun for literally four years now. Which it is still just a long box full of cards. Yeah, yeah. What what I've actually found recently that's helped me um, is uh, my partner has recently like started getting into magic, uh, and uh, she uh, was like, "This card looks really cool. Make a deck around this." And I go cool and then i do it because if i stop then it'd just be like i'd be that guy who's like well i know you said this was what you wanted but instead i made you this completely other thing because it's better <laughs> so having this like direct like make this deck i go oh okay and like tunnel vision into it has mm-hmm. helped me quite a bit with those regards yeah. yeah yeah restrictions breed limitations man it's like the the focus of building magic decks because like mm-hmm. One of the problems is that when you're building like a tribal deck or something like a Nijila or Slivers or whatever, it's so easy to fall into that every deck is the same exact, like, you know, there's only so many Slivers or Warriors or whatever tribal card. And breaking out of that is a real difficult thing because you're so stuck on, you've got this form in your head of, I'm building this theme. But when every deck of, like, when you've got like a narrow theme like that, that every deck is identical, it, like, for instance, if you look at Yuriko, Yuriko right now is the hottest commander out there. She's the one with Commander Ninja 2 that lets yeah. you play mm-hmm. her from the command zone, which is... Wait, that's Yuriko, right? Yes. Yep. yep. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was like, yep. I always get her confused with the other ninja that was in Dominaria. Uh, not ninja, but uh, the... Oh, you're talking Imazawa. about... Um, Imazawa, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the, the, she would go the into zero. She ninja deck really, really well. But yeah, so Yuriko when you look at her, everybody ends up making the same ninja deck, right? It's like super low drop unblockables that are one or two that just jam in and they just nail you with ninjas. And it's great. It's awesome. It feels real good. But the second time you play it, you're like, well, I guess I'm going to hit you unblockable and then turn into a ninja again. And then Mm -hmm. the third time you take the deck apart. And that's like a real, a real challenge for a player like me who wants to build a theme deck. Like, how do you keep your theme fresh? How do you, and I think that's where your the function part of your form versus function comes into play, where it's like, look, if I'm going to, if, if if I start swapping out one or two themed cards for just a different card, at least the experience changes. Because yeah. the whole yeah. point of Commander is variance, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, we, yeah. and for me especially, like my Brea deck, I I would say that I sometimes get mechanized production because everybody forgets that it's any artifact on the board if you have eight of it not the enchanted one so i get away with that and i sometimes trick people into letting me have that um but i think when that one got built there's like 16 different win cons i never know which one is going to show up or if it any of them do maybe i get like the half pieces of a bunch of them so every time it ends up changing so Sure, I'll have those like empty my hand turn ones where I'm sitting there with a bunch of colorless mana. I can't cast anything, (laughs) (laughs) but I look really intimidating because I have a bunch of artifacts that make a ton of mana. I just can't do anything with. So I think that kind of thing, um, having a bunch of different win cons instead of one that you're constantly fishing for or something that is really, really specific. I hardly ever use Brea's abilities, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I use her for th- making Thopters and, and putting Helm of the Host on, but that's about it. <laughs> so, yeah. which is, I mean, <laughs> that's great. I also like Bork, it. Yeah. but it's fine. Uh, so I think that there's a, a lot of appeal in having something for me. Like, I have plenty of infinite combos in Brea. They're all maze. And mm-hmm. it's one of the best things is being able to... Um, have that variation in every game i'm i'm looking for something different if i'm looking at all maybe i'm just gonna let the cards come to my hand and see what i can make out of it i think that's the the more fun way to do it yeah i mean uh i think yeah that that like that's a that's that's absolutely a great way to do it um i usually recommend folks to um if like if they run into a situation like like uh, shivan was saying with um with yuriko for for example finding different ways to do the same sort of idea that you're doing, but in a different way can tend to spice things up. Um, so it's like with Yuriko, right? Uh, you're, you want to do ninja shenanigans, and usually nin- ninja sh- shenanigans end up uh, with when you hit somebody, when you deal combat damage. Right. So taking cards maybe um, that do something similar to that um, and putting that it into that shell, um, you know, rotating cards out from time to time can can actually spice it up. Like you don't need to fully disassemble the deck. But but keep that same idea and have a couple cards that you swap in and out can actually keep it spicy for you. Like like um, 
uh, Vela the Nightclad is is who I would recommend um, to to bring into that scenario, right? Mm. Because you can you can still do cool ninja things, yeah. right? You still because it gives like folks uh, your creatures intimidate, right, and makes it easier for the uh, unblocked uh, ninjutsu shenanigans to come on in. But you can now operate it in a different function where instead of getting sweet. Um, you know, ninja ninja shenanigans off. You're also getting things like things bouncing off the battlefield and pinging somebody, uh, or making each opponent lose one and and stuff. And and doing doing kind of cool things like that. Like you don't need to always take it apart, but freshen it up with the same idea but different. I think is also a yeah. really cool thing to do. That sounds sure. really fun, actually. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just bounce your own creatures. Like you can do flicker effects, like conjurer's closet and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like mm-hmm. for instance, um, Olivia was talking about Brea, and I had built a Brea deck that I wanted to be like an all Thopter themed deck. I wanted it to be like spam out Thopters and Sahelis and get all of my energy on, and it ended up basically being an artifact good stuff deck. You know, your Felden and your Worm Coils and your whatevers, yeah. and I'm going to take that deck apart and actually convert it into the deck that I thought it was going to be when I started, because there's so many braids and it's so powerful. You can make like an aristocrats deck. You can make your Thopter theme tokens deck. You there's can make so many your, options like, with Brea, just yeah. insane deck. And it, one thing is it's sometimes it's very easy for you to take your theme and lose it and be just end up into crazy good stuff town. Right. And so yeah. sometimes it's good to just sit back and look at your deck again from like, wait, what am I, tr- what was my goal? Yeah. And how does any of this actually bring me back to that goal? Yeah. 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 Like I think the funnest thing that you can do with Commander sometimes too is is taking a card that you love and looking at it from different every different angle and every different style that you can you can put it in, right? You know, um uh, I talked about this once on a um on a tap tap conceit episode. Um but uh like I like cards like um like Vile Smasher the Fierce. The uh, the Rakdos Goblin that likes hucking things, right? And it's like <laughs> whenever you cast love your Vile Smasher, yeah, it's like yeah, whenever you you know cast your first spell, you get to um, you know you get to you know dome somebody uh, at random for for that exact amount, right? But the key word there being cast, right? Yeah. And instead of you could do you know cheatsy shenanigans and and stuff, right? Like uh, I I talked about turning it into a energy shell. And because you can use things like Aetherworks Marvel and stuff mm-hmm. because Aetherworks Marvel has the cast trigger. So being like, well, looks like my first card I'm casting is in fact, oh, what's that? Is it Ulamog? And you get, you know, and we're, we're, we're back in Kaladesh standard, baby. It's oh everybody God. want. I want to build that deck right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just build Karavek instead. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Vile Smasher with Aetherworks Marvel sounds disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, but I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, so is Yenit. Like, there's no theme there outside of, is it an odd casting cost? Hey, dude, your Rad, Yenit put deck it in the deck. is gross. Yenit's and, like, amazing. She's in, so like, badass. jail for that deck. Dude, <laughs> so she put out for a those freaking who don't Ulamog know, on, like, turn four. What is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> that was I nice. made Shivam, like, Cyclonic Rift with my Yenit deck. I had so much garbage on the board. He tapped himself out. I had no answer, and all of us applauded him. I made Shivam like Cyclonic Rift. Dude, it was that incredible. was the only way out. It was the only way out. <laughs> you, like, lit the, the house on fire to the hey. only way out is to take drugs. And I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> and you made I mean, it out to I'm the a- other side. I am a diehard red green player, but when it comes to commander, I I have to throw a little bit of blue in there for Cyclonic Rift because it just it does See, okay. it ends games, you know. It doesn't. Oh no, it doesn't have to though. <laughs> it doesn't have to, <laughs> but I put it in there too. Make that. Happen. It can it can be a restart of a game that makes you promptly lose it, as I've learned. Mm, <laughs> I'm great mm. at casting a rift and losing six, the next six turn mana instant speed Karn sounds uh-huh. lovely. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. <laughs> just to uh, make a point here. Uh, Cyclonic Rift is in literally forty-eight percent of all decks on Edric. Forty-eight percent. Yeah. yeah. The only card that's more than that is Soul Ring. It's a sta- was... it is literally a commander staple, which is why it can never be banned. It's not like it's this. It's it doesn't have split second. It doesn't. I mean, look, exile it costs everything. Seven mana. At seven mana, it should win the game. And or uh, Gavin Verhey likes to say games have to end. Cyclonic yeah, Rift so you rift people. And then you let someone else win if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> so you just look at look everyone dead in the eye and and you know cyclonic rift on your main cyclonic phase rift, pass. and then pass. Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. That, that takes cojones, my friend. Been mm-hmm. there, done it. Didn't so, need cojones. 
can you tell me you you put up a couple other decks here? What do you got about Brian Stoutarm, the classic trash Boros? Uh, <laughs> old fling bro. So I don't have my glasses on, so if I yeah, well that, I'm trying to that's essentially yeah, that's essentially what what my Brian deck is is it's it's it plays little to no uh, creatures is is its main sort of thing, um, and it's basically you made this. No, I made this, <laughs> and it's and it runs a ridiculous. How many how many stealing effects do I have? At least like twenty. Please tell me effects. Goat Nap is in there. Goat Nap. Well, so it hasn't made it in there because okay. I haven't unpacked from Seattle. Yet. Okay, fair. <laughs> but the moment I do, <laughs> it's in there. But uh, but yeah, it run and 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 the reason that I wanted to bring that up was because it was like. There are fine steel effects, you know, the ones that everyone, they get reprinted. Act of yeah. Treason, Mark of Mutiny, you know, these kind of things, right? right? But this deck runs the, like, not good ones, you know, like um, like Unwilling Recruit from, Ooh, I think it was, okay. like, Lorwyn. Yeah. Which is, like, it's, I mean, it's fine, but it's, it's, it's X red, red, red for a sorcery, take a creature, and then you give it X power kind of a thing. And it's, like, fine. Not a great card, but in Brian's stout arm, when I see, oh, you've got that really cool card, I'm going to yoink it from you, give it an extra couple bit of power, and throw it at your face. Um, that's, that's, that's what the deck is all Tell about. Tell me you've got is, is in that things. deck. Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Good old, and then it, yeah. terrible yeah, yeah. white control magic cards. Yep. Oh, God, that's gross. And yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, it's all about uh, stealing things, playing very not amazing steel effects but it fits the flavor of it it's so it's that sort of perfect form versus versus function sort of so, neat, I think. so what's your flavor form on melic is it paragon which is the third card that you had up ah so this was actually um kind of the other sort of thing that we were uh kind of discussing about things to talk about which was building decks with restrictions hmm. and this was a great this was one that i wanted to talk about because this was a flavor based restriction which was uh this was a deck that i built for friday night paper fight where uh all of us who were on it it was myself uh graham stark james turner and i think it was adam sabadan or that it was it was serge jaeger um and uh it was we had to construct commander decks of only cards that were printed in ravnica sets right. So that that gave us, I think at the time we were at Allegiance. So War of the Spark hadn't come out yet, or maybe okay. it was just Guilds. So we had like 10 sets, I think, to work with. I think and you so, had both Ravnica, Allegiance, and Guilds. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so in this way, we had to create decks that were... Uh, flavorful. We, we we picked our our, our guilds before. Like I, so, I picked is it, um, and then yeah, and then we had to take cards that were specifically printed in there and and only make a, a a deck out of out of those kind of sets. And so this was one of those situations where it's like obvious. Obviously, you know, it would be very very good for me to throw in these super powerful is it cards that need to go in every deck. Um, but that wasn't that wasn't what we were doing. We were trying to make a fun sort of goofy thing that um, that we while well, we still got to do cool powerful things. You know, I still got access to that cyclonic rift, but like it, you know, it, it wasn't it wasn't doing things like storming out or anything like that as right. as a lot of is it sort of spell singing decks tend to. Yeah, especially with Melek. Uh, one of the things I like about those kind of restrictions too is that it does kind of put a ceiling on the power level of your deck. Like for instance. Uh, at home, I've got a set of, well, not for Commander, but Kitchen Table Casual Decks, which is one for each guild of Ravnica. So that they're in these little box. So that anytime somebody wants to play, come over and play Magic, I can pull one of these decks and we can just pick one of the 10 guilds and just slam them against each other. And because you've got this forced restriction of what you can play with, it limits what you can do, which means right. that uh, by necessity, your power level is going to be tamer. And you can kind of all just have a good time, pop off, and still not be like ridiculous, right? And I think there's a lot of value in that. Like, for instance, um, like my zombie deck. My zombies deck, it's very, very easy to make crazy, insane zombie decks. That was your Grim Grin mm -hmm. one, right? Yeah, my Grim Grin one. It's super strong at times, but because yeah. it's also a very Ravnica zombie deck, it's slow. It takes like seven to ten turns to get anywhere. But if you mm -hmm. let me live that long, then just like the growing zombie horde, it'll come up and actually win. But I restrict myself in that deck to limit almost entirely to like Ravnica type of zombies. Like there's no fast, hasty zombies in there. There's no... 
there's no zombies that are, like it's all very slow plotting crappy creatures that all together mm-hmm. will just katamari you to death and it's and staying sure. on the ravnica theme that's when he casts cyclonic rift against me yeah 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 but cyclonic yeah, rift's always yeah. on topic yeah, I mean, my my uh, my favorite thing when we're doing these sort of things and building these restrictions is 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 finding these cards that you completely forgot existed. That's the whole point stuff. of and, and getting to this throw the them. Highlight yeah. commander for me. Yeah, yeah. I I forgot about is it oh, time twist times? It's it's the is it card from uh, from the re- I think it's early, I think it maybe it's like dissension. Uh, um, you flip a coin and you get some extra turns out of it. Uh, what did you think it was? Time twist? It's not. Time it's not twist. time twist. Oh. Um, but uh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody will get it before flip. me. Stitch in time is what somebody in chat. Stitch in time. Yeah, yes. Okay, yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So stitch in time. Um, and it's like I didn't even realize this card existed, but as I'm going down, oh, I love uh, that. Through, That's my favorite. Through it is like, oh well, this card has to go in into it and i rem- i do think i i actually cast this off of thousand year storm with like two <laughs> or three things on there That's which gross. was sweet i got no extra turns <laughs> because i lost every flip and so That's it's just God it's, it's fun you. stuff but then you play the, but it's playing that card or any of these sort of cards and then having your opponent look over and go i'm sorry you did what and you're like and they have to like can i read that and those are beautiful beautiful edh yeah. only moments I okay yeah, so absolutely. hang on one second um, there's a Homeland card. Uh, let me look it up right now. So I was playing at GPLA at uh, Master of Modern. We're throwing a party at GPLA, and we went there and we were just playing. And I was playing Commander against Jules, who works at Watsi. I forget what his last name is, but um, he's one of their designers. And I was playing my Titania deck, and he was playing one of my other decks because he didn't have one on him. And I pulled out this uh, card from. Either Homelands or Fallen Empires. God, I guess it's not Homelands. But it was like a land-fetching card that he'd never seen before, a land ramp card. And he's like, what even is this? And I'm like, if I got a Watsi employee to look at one of my cards and go like, what yeah, the hell yeah. that's when you know you got that, <laughs> you succeeded. Yeah, he's for like, sure. How have I never even seen this card before? And I'm like, because you were negative seven when this card was printed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wow, this is a great chat, guys. This has been a lot of fun. Um, but we've been recording now for, ooh, we're right at the hour mark. So it's probably a good time for us to kind of call it a day. But before we do, I did want to actually ask you about Friday nights, Ben, because um, mm-hmm. Friday nights, which is the uh, Loading Ready runs uh, every Friday, they've got a stream where they sit and play Paper Magic against each other. And you guys end up making a lot of really fun commander decks and just like you got what one commander night uh per month i think like that is that what it seems like yeah so friday night paper fight is uh the show that we do every every friday night um it's from five to eight on the lure channel um and the idea is is we kind of we have set formats that we rotate through so we always try and do uh one commander night we always do uh, and this is like a month so it's like one commander night one uh, uh highlander night which is uh also a a hundred card singleton format um and we also try and do a draft and then we have a wild card kind of a thing where we will do something funky and stuff so whether that be um you know doing uh like Oathbreaker or something like Chaos that or we or yeah yeah or we snap precons Yes, the cold snap free guns are really cool. Or we do, you know, something a little bit more like uh, wild, like we we did a blind commander night where we yes. actually had the uh, the employees of Card Kingdom to oh, build decks, one, yeah. and then they sent down Kevin with, with a suitcase box, with, a with a suitcase that he was handcuffed to, and he placed it down. We knew nothing about the decks, and they were built by different people, each from like a different division within Card Kingdom. Um, and, and, uh, and yeah, and then we just played them completely blind and it was so much fun because it just, again, sort of show showcased uh, commander in general as this just kind of funny, uh, format that brings people best. together. It was this the almost makes me I'm glad like, you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> this just makes me want to do something where you just have, uh, like a theme night where all of your commanders are five color 
and then all of your cards have to be a certain start with a certain letter of the alphabet or something. Oh yeah, Ooh. my friend Bradley Rose has a deck that's exactly like that. Every card in his commander deck is alliteration, so giant oh. growth type of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess. oh that's really cool. It's on the deck. Like that guy makes theme decks that would make your head spin. That are just that would be the most sweet. amazing. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what it was. The card that I was thinking of that I beat Jules with was called Renewal. A sorcery that lets you ramp for a land and then draw a card at the beginning of your next upkeep. Uh, it's great. Nobody's yeah. ever seen it before because nobody remembers Homeland. Um, yeah, what a cool looking card. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Someone, yeah. someone in chat, someone in chat just reminded me of our Warthog format, where you have to have a vehicle and a pilot for your commander. <laughs> so That's has, cool. You have to have a vehicle <laughs> for your yeah, commander. And, yeah, and so it's it's that it's that kind of stuff. Friday night, yeah. like we have our you know more serious kind of games where we play like like the um, the Highlander ones are typically pretty powerful magic. Like this, these are like you know people storming and and all that kind of jazz. But uh, the 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 mo- a lot of the ones are just sort of goofy fun magic because. Frankly, at Lerd, not a lot of us are. Yeah, <laughs> like we're, we're pro calling level that. Players. We're going to call that. Uh, thank you to World of uh, Game Support for reminding us. But um, we're going to call that commander uh, format Warthog as a homage to Red versus Blue's. Uh, I was going to say, like Halo. Halo. Yeah. yeah exactly. So, what is but, it? A Puma. <laughs> but yeah, Ben, I actually wanted Super to ask thingy. you one question: Is like, if you have to make brand new commander decks every month. Like, even with these weird restrictions, how do you come up with four decks? Like, you're the one responsible for making all the decks for them, right? Like A lot of the times, yeah. Like, every once in a while, Graham will... Usually, like, if Graham's coming on, he'll he'll play, like, his, you know, his Dark Heart of the Wood deck, as he calls his Tree Folk deck and stuff. But a lot of the time, uh, it's, you know, we're playing Commander, and, and and I'll put out the thing. I'll be like, hey, anybody needs me to build a deck? Let me know, like, a couple days in advance. Uh, give me a color pair and maybe what you'd like to do. And and then I just sort of go go with it because I I'm I'm definitely the kind of person that will go through old boxes and and stuff and find some weird card and be like yeah all right and and add it to my collection and 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 that's a lot of the time how these sort of so Ben together. when are you coming back to the states again buddy yeah <laughs> well I, have I mean I guess I'll, I have a yeah. hundred thousand cards from fourth edition to Tarkir that I Ooh. basically don't know what most of them are they're sorted by block and. That sounds like my jam. <laughs> Come up after Vegas. Reno's on yeah. the way. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to be at Vegas? I am. Yes. Uh, we will we, play. Yeah. We haven't, we haven't announced the, the full scope of it, but Lure, Loading Radio Run will be making uh, an appearance at, at Vegas this year. And it's sure. important to remember that Vegas weekend is a weekend that C19 comes out. So yes. every exactly. commander format, I mean, every commander content creator is effectively going to be there. Half the cat yeah. and half oh. the RC is going to be there. It is going to be bananas. So if you want it, to play commander, is... I think that is going to be the event of the year. Honestly, yeah, it's, like... It's also going to be my birthday weekend, so I'm really, really pumped for it. Sun. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't and say it's your ring. birthday on Vegas weekend, mm-hmm. my friend. You're never going to make yeah. it back to the venue. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's going to be it. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. So with that, I think it's a good time for us to kind of bring this ship to a halt. Uh, Thank you both so much for joining me tonight. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great. I love having Olivia on every time. And Ben, I've wanted to have you on for quite some time, and I'm glad that we were able to make it work because you're one of my favorite content creators. And I'm sad that we didn't get to hang out during when I was up there for PPR. I thought you were sick that weekend, maybe. It was either that or, I mean, during that time, I, I, I was also, like, the, the person who edited, like, judge videos and stuff mm. like that for it as well. So sometimes I'm just sort of hiding in the back working on things. But I actually don't do that anymore. But, Fair. Uh, but, yeah, but thank you. This this has been super great. Like, I I love, uh, you know, talking about Commander. And I only get to, like, pop on every once in a while <laughs> on, like, the Lure podcast. And they'll be like maybe we should talk about commander and i'll just like you know like <laughs> go for go for out i'm like me like please and then they give me like a 15 minute slot to like you know talk about it so this has been this has been great well, look, i, I love talking about always it. welcome you. any wednesday night you're free feel free to jump on we'd be happy to have you uh sit and jam some decks um definitely can you tell people where they can find you and how they yes. can uh, follow you because they're your streams are totally worth following yeah, thank you. Um, so uh, I do, uh, like I said, content with Loading Ready Run. You can find me on all kinds of uh, stuff over on their channel, both on YouTube and on uh, Twitch. Just looking up twitch.tv slash loadingreadyrun and youtube.com slash loadingreadyrun. Um, I do 
uh, a horror stream and a board game stream. That that's actually what I ran over here from the tonight. <laughs> uh, and those are the kind of the things that I operate there. But then I also have my own channel, uh, Twitch.tv slash Bengineering. Um, I play a lot of Magic. Um, I'm I'm a variety streamer for for a lot of it. Um, so I I like to goof around and just sort of play whatever I'm feeling. Um, and you can also find me on basically all the social medias except for Mastodon because I don't understand how to operate <laughs> Mastodon. Uh, I tried, but, yeah, man, I tried. Yeah, it's weird, but yeah, I'm Bengineering TV on all of this. <laughs> and Olivia, how about you? How can these people find you, stranger who has never been here before? They can find me here. Um, I'm off Facebook forever, so Twitter's the way to get me. It's at Gobert Hicks, G-O-B-E-R-T-H-I-C-K-S. Gobert Hicks. Gilbert Hick. It's like, seriously, sing it to the Mickey Mouse theme song. You'll never it, forget I it. was thinking that exact thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> H-I-C-K-S. Actually, yes, it does work. It yes. does. It, it totally works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. And Olivia Great. also no, has this down. really great live uh, Commander Night, like Tuesdays and Fridays, that she live streams <laughs> with uh, like three of her pals and a random stranger on the internet. Yeah. Sometimes it's even me. It's a lot of fun. Uh-huh. And then I make you cast some... Cyclonic Rift. Hey, dude, it was and great. Like and I did it, it on camera. Uh-huh. You sure <laughs> did. It's a clip and everything. Yeah. And, of course, you can find me at Girapuri Gears or literally on Commander and MTG Podcast. And on Twitter, you guys know where I am because you're watching me live right now on my channel, on my podcast. And um, co-host Phil, RIP, I hope you come back soon, buddy, with a brand new computer. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at Ketjak, K-E-T-J-A-K. And um, you can find all things Commander and related at commanderandmtg.com or on Twitter at commanderandmtg. So thank you so much to all of our listeners and patrons for joining us and listening each and every week. Hope you enjoyed the show. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, fans.